Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. Find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is time to take an early look at the Week 12 NFL Lions. With me to do that is Joe Pizzapia. Find him on Twitter at Joe JoePizzapia17. Joe, almost time for Thanksgiving. Uh, it's my favorite holiday, Joe. I'm not going to lie. I love the three football games. It is like, I will just sit there, and I don't care the fact that the first game on Thursday might be the worst game in the history of the NFL. I am going to eat it up with my stuffing and my turkey, and I'm going to get into it. How are you? Are you ready for the big holiday? I am. And that's spoken like a man who isn't actually cooking Thanksgiving. This man is every year. He's always doing it. So what happens is this. I typically get to see the early game, which is always the Lions, which is frustrating. And then then I don't see anything usually again until somewhere out nine o'clock at night. So I have to get always caught up on all that, that that Cowboys game in the middle of the day. I'll like I'll hear things from the living room. I'll have to go in and say, what happened? What happened? And somebody will tell me. But at least now I've trained my children that they're much more knowledgeable about the players and what's going on. So they're actually very useful now in this account. So to anybody, male or female out there, train your children so that when you are in the kitchen and preparing Thanksgiving meal, that they can give you updates and they actually know what the hell they're talking about. This is an important skill as a parent. I encourage you all to do this. I'm going to go a different route. And I'm going to say that uh, what you should do is make sure that you marry into a family who insists on somebody else hosting Thanksgiving dinner and Uh, who has an uncle who is a degenerate and just wants to talk gambling throughout the entire Thanksgiving (laughs) day. Do that as I do. And your Thanksgiving. Oh, I think you were the degenerate. I I am. I am as well. Also the degenerate. And I'm coming off a very successful week, by the way. So I'm ready to blow it all this weekend. And we got to do it right now by looking at the early lines. We have a couple of housekeeping uh, measures. The first is we have a YouTube channel which hopefully you guys know by now if you're listening to this. It's youtube.com slash bettingpros. You can be watching this right now and seeing me and Joe do this podcast live. We're going to be doing some prop stuff going forward, some prop videos. We video all our podcasts. We video our Daily Dues podcast. Uh, We're giving away a signed Saquon Barkley helmet just for subscribing. That's it. If you don't want to watch, you don't even have to watch. I don't even care. Just subscribe to the channel and win a signed Saquon Barkley helmet when you subscribe and then you go to bettingpros.com slash helmet. That's it. That's it. It's a subscription. Like subscribe and close your eyes, do whatever you want or watch us and win some money, hopefully. But either way, subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash bettingpros, and then go to bettingpros.com slash helmet and win a signed Saquon Barkley helmet. Also, the latest offer from our sponsor, BetMGM. New customers can bet $100 in any NFL team, win $200 if the team you bet on scores a touchdown with the code Juice 100 Juice comes from the Daily Juice podcast, our daily podcast hosted by Matt Peralt. Again, super easy. Bet $10. Win 200 if the team that you bet on scores a touchdown. That is available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. Now, Joe, you have done this before. Uh, You know what we do. We take an early look, early reaction at the uh, Week 12 lines. We have talked about this before we started, my friend. Neither one of us likes to look at them before we do this podcast. This is actually the first time that we will help see any lines. And I assume, Joe, do you still do the thing where like in, you make your own line for the game and so you can have that instant reaction? Do you still I do, do that? Typically, I have more time to do that. Uh, with all of the holiday, I have zero time. Yes. So this is going to be live and it's going to be fun. And I've got in my head already for all these Thanksgiving games right off the bat. I know exactly what this line should be in my head, so I'm passing to see what Vegas has. So let's go, right. buddy. I want all it. Right. Let's do it. 
All right, so let's start, of course, with the game that everybody wants to see, Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle, most likely, with the Bears and the Lions. Uh, the Lions are home, of course, and they're getting three and a half points right now. Total is uh, 42 on the low side. So, Joe, of course, I, uh, by the way, we don't know that that's going to be the quarterback matchup, but I think we can assume. I mean, it, it sounds like Fields did not have broken ribs, but it's a short turnaround. Most people think Jared Goff's not going to be ready. And, and it might not be Tim Boyle based on how he looked now or in college. So maybe it's David Blau for all we know. But what do you think here? Oh, Joe Bears laying three and a half. man. The very first Thanksgiving I ever got to do NFL television was the David Blau game. Mm. So he is, it's very special to me. Mm. I remember all us looking at each other like, David Blau, what are we doing? Come on, David Blau. But you know what? I got to tell you, I thought this game already, no matter who's playing quarterback, because the Bears defense is actually pretty good. Yeah. I think personally, this number should be five on the bear side. I really do. I think it should be a little bit higher than it is. I think it's starting at the three and a half. And the thing, the reason you see the kicker there of the half is because that's the trend of where it's going. So I would say the five is probably more realistic. So if you like Chicago, I think you jump on this now because I do think Andy Dalton is a, uh, is still a capable quarterback. Uh, Andy Dalton, you know, shook the dust off a little bit yesterday and gave you a moment or two. So, yeah, I actually think right now the, the lean for me would certainly be the Chicago side of this game. And now, because I do think as we get more news on whatever the next quarterback situation is going to be for the Detroit Lions, is probably going to be closer to five. I think this number is going to move in the next three days. Dan, what do you think? I'm in agreement with you. It is at four at a couple of books. Remember, when I give the lines, that's the betting pros consensus line. So betting pros has 15, 20 books out there that it gives you the lines from all of them. So you can bet whatever is available in your state. I'm in New Hampshire, as I have said. My book is DraftKings. It's four at DraftKings. So it's four at a couple of spots here. I think I agree with you. It is trending in that direction. I also like the Bears in this game. Um, the Bears, maybe their season is over. Maybe it's not. I mean, they're three and seven. You know, who knows? They can, they're not technically mathematically eliminated. But uh, I think they want this game. They need to win this game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the offense looked a little more competent yesterday with Andy Dalton, of course, than it did with Justin Fields. The one thing I would say, Joe, is I think if we get wind, and the books will get wind first, that Blau is the quarterback, I would probably hit the over at 42, 41 and a half, because I do think that Blau is at least sort of the, okay, with Boyle, there is very little chance of them scoring many points against the Bears defense, in my opinion, absent some sort of defensive sort of fluky play. better off with Susan Boyle playing That's quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Let's saying. go. So I think that uh, if if it's David Blau, I might be able to quickly hit the over because I do think that, you know, the Bears will put up some points and Blau can at least move the ball a little bit. But I agree with you, Joe. I like the Bears and I would do it now as soon as sort of I saw the sign. Second game on Thanksgiving, which you will be missing, but your daughters hopefully will let you know how it goes. This is the Cowboys, of course, at home on Thanksgiving against the Raiders laying seven and the total is 50 and a half. Now we've got some question marks, of course, here, Joe. It seems Amari Cooper is all but ruled out for this game or he's officially ruled out yet. Um, CD Lamb, not officially ruled out, but almost certainly not going to be able to clear concussion protocol. Zeke has always been banged up. And on the other side, you have the flaming disaster that is the Raiders right now as their season goes right down the tube. So on Thanksgiving, Joe, it's a touchdown, 50 and a half. Fairly high total. What do you think? <laughs> well, for me, I would have said this number at six and a half here. So very close to what it is. The full seven is an awful lot of confidence in a Cowboys team that's been very erratic these last few weeks. Uh, you mentioned the injuries to the wide receiving core, too. Uh, to clear concussion protocol now in two days is going to be very tricky for CeeDee Lamb, which means you're going to be a lot of Ezekiel Elliott, a lot of 
Tony Pollard, Cedric Wilson, those are the kind of names you're going to see. Dalton Schultz, I would imagine getting a lot of work. I you know, The first thing that came to my head when you're starting to look at all of that and the disarray, as you put it, that the Las Vegas Raiders are in, to me, the under is actually something that's kind of appealing. Like, this might be a very uninspiring sort of game. This might be pretty much like a... Because right now, you said that over-under is what number? It is... 50 and a half. 50 and a half. Okay. I see on FanDuel, they've got it at 51. FanDuel is 51. Yes. So I would run to wherever the highest over-under I could get. If it's 51, Mm -hmm. I would take that. Especially because, you know, that... That That is the only book, Joe. Fascinating. That's the only book at 51 right now. Every other book is 50 and a half. Yeah. And I would take that 51. And here's what I would do. I, I think this is... This feels very much like a 2017 kind of a game. I don't think you're going to see prolific offense in this game necessarily. So, uh, And I also do not want to muck whatsoever with the the seven. I, I don't want anything to do with that. I okay. definitely think the over-under is the way you go here. And if you want to make some money, eh, plus 265 on the money line for the Raiders in this game. So it's you think that the, the Raiders are going to be able to – it could win this game then? What I'm saying is they it's, they absolutely could win this game. It's not going to be the first time in recent memory that the Cowboys disappointed – what? Jerry Jones on Thanksgiving, what? right? Yes. Remember a couple yes. years ago, the Josh Allen Bills, right? That's not that long ago. In fact, you can kind of point to that as kind of the beginning of Josh Allen, right? <laughs> but I think if you look at this right here with the Raiders, I mean, plus 265 is, is a huge number. And yeah. who's to say with the eroticism of the Cowboys and the injuries to the wide receiver core, that it's not impossible that the Raiders with a couple bounces of the ball going their way could pull off this upset. So yeah. to me, it's the Raiders on the money line plus 265 because that's a huge, huge number there. But it's mm-hmm. also not out of – to me, it's not so far out of the uh, foreseeable outcomes with the way the NFL season has gone in 2021. But that 51 and a half, 51, the yep. under there, is, that's what I would be looking for right now. All right. All right. I don't hate it. So I will say that 90% of books are at the seven. But I am going to point out that there is one, Bet America, that is out there at six and a half. There's also a couple that are out there at seven and a half. Um, I don't know what to make, Joe, right now. Like – with the Raiders, honestly, I, I mean, I gave it on the Betting Pros podcast. I like the Raiders uh, getting one against the Bengals this week, and that was just a total misread. Without rugs, I, their offense is just totally broken at this point. But I have no confidence in the Cowboys, given the fact, right? I mean, you've got Michael Gallup, who had missed the entire season up until two weeks ago. You've got Cedric Wilson dropping balls like nobody's business. You've got, you know, Zeke, who every game... There's a moment in the game where I'm like, all right, you're done. You're out, Zeke. I can realize. And then he just lives back on. It's, it's very fine. volatile, Dan. Yeah. I, and I don't even think it's the rugs thing, to be honest with you, because I don't think that was making the Raiders tick. I think it's the the combination of the Gruden stuff, of the rug yeah. stuff. I think it eventually kind of, you know, it takes its toll mentally on a team. And the one thing that the Raiders have in their benefit, I think, actually is the short week, because there's not enough time to dwell on all of that. You just got to get ready and play football. And then sometimes that's actually the best thing for a team. The yeah. more prep they have. The more time they have to dwell on the loss and things like that or where the direction's going, sometimes that kind of uh, ends up creating more of a, a losing situation. Whereas in this case, I think you've got a shot here. Short week. Don't think about it. Go out there and play football. And the Cowboys right now are all over the place. And don't look now, Cowboys. But the Eagles are playing better football the last three weeks. They yes, really they are. And their schedule is, is gorgeous for the yeah. Eagles. As somebody who is heavily invested in a Nick Sirianni Coach of the Year ticket, I am all in on that. Uh, all right. Let's that go already here. goes to Bill Belichick. I think we already know. Could you imagine a world where Bill Belichick, I mean, he is like the number two guy, I think, on the list right now. Yeah. And it should, it's, it should be, should. actually. That's not Rookie that's quarterback. Not They're in first place in the East. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the team that's in second place now in the East. That is the Bills. 
visiting New Orleans. The Bills are laying four, just kind of a number sitting out there right now. And the total is 46 and a half. So, you know, we talked so much, Joe, about the Chiefs and their struggles on offense. And then it was just sort of this afterthought be like, oh, yeah, you know, the Bills are kind of going through the same thing for a little while. And suddenly everybody's like, oh, man, Bills look broken right now after Jonathan Taylor just went crazy. But on the other side, you have the Saints five and five at this point. I mean, without Jameis Winston, they're obviously struggling a bit. They've had no Alvin Kamara. I don't know whether or not he's going to be able to come back for this game. Their defense just got the, you know, crap beat out of them by the Eagles running all over them, which is really surprising given the strength of the Saints defense. So Joe, I mean, it's going to be raucous in New Orleans here, four points and the total of 46 and a half. Saints defense is very good, but the Saints offense, I think has put too much pressure on them. And that's the thing that oftentimes we see with very good defenses. You know, there's only so much they can take and, and make up for, you know, you give them bad field position, you give them turnovers, you give them situations where you know, they're already kind of defeated before it starts. That is a problem, I think, for New Orleans. Now, I am not surprised at all. And had I been on with you this past week, uh, you had somebody else on the show. I don't know who, but not had you. I been on you last somebody week, better. I would have told you I'd be very afraid of this game if I was the Bills. And from a wagering perspective, I think all the money should have been on the Colts. And it's not hindsight. It's, yeah. it's because I remember yeah. this past year, right? And we were in the playoffs where the Colts should have beaten the Bills in Buffalo in that playoff game. They pushed them to the limit. And I know it was a different quarterback. It was Philip Rivers. But I think what happens to a football team is when they do something like that, there's a confidence that's built in them that says, hey, we can go in there and beat this team because we almost did. Why aren't we, you know, confident? And you saw that. You saw a very, very confident team go out there to Buffalo. Now, that being said, I'm going to go right back to Buffalo here because I think everybody is afraid a little bit. Now, what do we think of Buffalo? What's going on Buffalo? Buffalo on the road. I think Buffalo shows up in this game, and I think Buffalo wins this game pretty easily, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not concerned too much about New Orleans in terms of what they're able to do. The Kamara injury, I think, crushes them offensively on top of all the quarterback issues, on top of the lack of talent that they have in the wide receiving core. So to me, go right back to the Buffalo Bills. I feel comfortable with Buffalo. I will lean towards Buffalo this week without a doubt. And then on top of that, I think you will see a lot of people be concerned about Buffalo and they shouldn't take too much out of that game because Indianapolis, number one, is a playoff team. And number two is a team that played them tough last year, was right there with them in the playoffs. And you know what? In a lot of ways, they're running better now than they were last year. So it should be no surprise of the outcome of that game. The Tennessee game, that is a surprising out game, outcome. I can tell you that much. That's a game you should not lose at home. But I'm not surprised that they lost Indianapolis at home. Buffalo. Yeah, I certainly was on the Colts getting the seven, without a doubt. Um, I And I bet it, and I, I that, that bet was uh, cashing three minutes into that game, so you felt pretty yeah, good about it. Um, yeah, dude, I, it's, it's, I'm really surprised that the Bills are struggling this much, just given the talent that they have on offense. Defensively, that's embarrassing. So I really think, even on the short week, you are going to see an angry bounce back from this defense that was... I mean, people are going to be talking about the Jonathan Taylor game for years going forward. And so I really think you're going to see a spirited sort of thing. And I just, the Saints just don't have the, the horses. Well, that's at how you point. beat the Bills, though. How you beat the Bills is throwing against that Bills secondary is tough. So mm-hmm. if you have a kind of running back where you can literally run it down their throats, and, and let's not forget that, brack, that back-breaking play of Carson Wentz, who should have been sacked for a five-yard yes. loss, ends up oh, running God. for 30 yards. Ducking, yeah. To me, that was, that was the moment where that big dog was out there in space running the football, and you go, that's the moment where everything just, the air went out of the bubble for that defense because it's like you had that moment, you had that stop, 
and then it came back in a, in a terrible way. So, and then right after that, it felt like then you had that other play where all of a sudden, two seconds later, and that that kickoff hits fumbled, and then next thing you know, Indianapolis is right back there. Like, there's nothing the defense can do about that. And yeah. the air just went out of the building, and the air went out of the defense. But uh, New Orleans cannot run the football, I think, in that manner. Therefore, right. it's Buffalo, I think, in a romp in this game. Yeah, I, I like, and again, I don't think there's anything you have to run to bet. Like, I think between it's going to stay at a dead number. I, you know, I think like four to five. It doesn't really matter where it is. So I think you're fine either way. And again, there is a three and a half out there. There's a four and a half out there. It's early, so we'll see. But I do think it sells at four. Take your time. I agree with you. I'm on the Bills. Now, let's talk about the game that people really want to watch, which is the Jets visiting the Texans. The Texans are laying three points. The total is 44. Texans off the giant win here against Tennessee. The Jets off another loss here to the Dolphins where they, they you know, Remotely competitive game for most of the game, even with Joe Flacco. We don't know. I assume Michael Carter is not going to be able to go here based on everything I saw about his injury. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Is it going to be Joe Flacco? Is it going to be Mike White? I don't really know if it matters. Texans laying a field goal. What do you think? You know, like the, this is this is your basic NFL line, right? Where you always know mm-hmm. that the home team where nobody knows what the hell's going on is favored by three. That's it. And, yeah. and that's exactly what it should be. Uh, and I think that's where I'd be comfortable. So I would be more comfortable on the Texans side. Uh Taylor played pretty well. Um, yes. It, let's give him some credit. Uh, Houston could easily just fold up the tents and be just useless. And mm-hmm. they weren't. They went in there mm-hmm. to Tennessee and they had themselves a good game. Now, you would think that would build a little confidence and you would think the Jets on the road, that's a tough sell. So, yeah. So, for me, I think the Houston Texans and the minus three is where I would lean right now. The 44 and a half or the, somewhere in that range is the yeah. under number. Yep. That's the number that's slightly more appealing to me than even the three and a half just because, <laughs> but, but overall, you know, you can't wait. Is that, is it appealing to you on the over or the under? Oh, on the under. Okay. I think, I think on the under, I don't think we can expect uh, an offensive onslaught from either of these teams. The what? way they're constructed. Yes. No, no I just can't do it. But you know, what makes the jets, I think a little bit more dangerous is if Flacco does play another game and has a full, you know, practice week with everybody, you know, Flacco is capable. He's not great. No, but he's capable. And I think what the jets need is just more capability. At the quarterback position, if they have that, they can be a more competitive team. But for right now, I think the lean is the Texans on the minus three. And I think that's the right way. Don't, I mean, it's hard to have confidence with the Jets winning outright on the road. And even so, yeah. man, he's not exactly getting like an enormous number on that. Like you're getting on the Raiders, the plus 265. It's a plus 130 here for the Jets. Right. Yeah, I imagine going to go out on a limb and say that this is the least bet game of the week, uh, you know, in Vegas or Jersey or wherever you are. I'm I, Jersey. Everyone's Let's put their money on his Jets because Flacco's going to save That's us. That's true. You may go. I mean, he did throw for almost 300 yards against the uh, Miami uh, and defense. And 290 of it to Elijah Moore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, maybe again. Um, yeah, I lean Texans laying three. But it, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities that the Jets win this game. And, you know, you could see a, the idea that the Texans could have a letdown spot. But still, you know, to, to have that giant win against Tennessee, like you could just see a little deflating. But... Uh, first, if it gets beyond three, certainly I have no interest in it, uh, you know, whatever, either way, because I, I really can't back the Jets. This one's a tough one, Joe. And again, we are recording this on Monday early morning. So certainly no Monday night football yet with the Bucks. But the Bucks are going to Indy. As of right now, they're laying two and a half and the total is 51. Now, this may move and it is three at FanDuel, of course, because FanDuel likes to be a little different than every other book in the market. Um, let's assume, Joe. We have no major injuries tonight for the Bucks. Let's assume they look essentially as people are expecting, and they win by ten points tonight against the Giants. No major injuries. Bucks visiting Indy. Two and a half. What do you think? 
Yeah, um, and I see the three over there on FanDuel. That's uh, what I said. So yeah, FanDuel's always that. You know, always that outlier, that um, outlier. Which is why I like to wager there because I think it's a little looser. You know what's <laughs> funny is DraftKings. This is a good point. Um, prop bets, which is what I like to do. DraftKings is so like every time I have an edge, Joe, in a prop bet, like our general market, because of betting pros, again, we also do like aggregate props sure. and stuff like that in books. Betting pros line, uh, DraftKings line on these props is always just a little sharper than like every other book. And I'm like, oh, I like this up to 26 and a half yards. And it's like 20, you know, four in other books. And the stupid DraftKings always 27. So the different books really matters, obviously. Vandal is a little bit outlier here, Joe, in like every single one. They've got a little something special. So does the three to two and a half make a difference to you? Not so much, because this is a game already that I I really want no part of. Um, and we haven't seen the Bucks bounce back yet. As you said, they played Monday Night Football, and I think that they will. And I think defensively, you know, this is, this is still a very good team defensively. You still got Tom Brady. But I think the Colts are a lot better than people realize. And I just I, I think that every year and most years I'm right about yeah. that. Because yep. even last year, remember people saying that ah, Colts are a terrible team. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You could see all the pieces there. You could see if they all start to get going here. Now, the hard part about this is what the Colts do best, which is running the football, Jonathan Taylor is the one thing that obviously the Bucks do the best, which is stop the run. Yep. So because when those two things, the, what the, uh, the immovable object meets the, uh, irresistible know, force, the irresistible yeah. force of Dan mm-hmm. Harris, which is irresistible. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Not quite. That to me is always something from a wagering standpoint. When you start to look at four outcome games, which is something you and I talk about quite a bit. Yep. You could see the outcome where it's a blowout on one of these sides. You could also see one of these teams winning close. And I hate that. That's four different outcomes. To me, it's not a vestible game. So I would just run away from this game altogether because I think these two teams are closer than people realize. Now, if the Bucks struggle against the Giants, then maybe you start to look at that plus three and that plus three or three and a half maybe becomes four. I don't yeah. know. But if it, or maybe it's it sizes down, excuse me, from sorry, not the four to the two and a half, maybe. Where all of a sudden it gets a little bit tighter here. If it gets tighter, that tells you where things are going a little bit. So to so me right now, watch very carefully Monday Night Football, how good the Bucks look. Because if they kind of look lackluster here a little bit against the Giants team, then all of a sudden the Colts, I think, become slightly more investable in this game. They they really do. And it's unfortunate you can't get ahead of it because I want to see what happens to the Bucks after that loss to Washington. Washington might just be that team that has their number the way they almost did in the playoffs. Like there's some yeah. teams that just yes. play you tougher, even though they're not in your same class. And that happens in the NFL for some, whatever reason, some teams just give other teams problems. You know, why is that team giving this team a problem? This team is significantly more talented. It's just sometimes the nature of the beast. This is a game I don't feel comfortable with right now, Dan. And I don't even know after the outcome of tonight's game, if I'll feel more comfortable with it. Yeah, I agree with you. And the Colts also, first of all, kudos to the Colts who I feel like, and Frank, right? Cause I feel like, Indianapolis this season could have gone off the rails at like he's a great football coach Dan four different points this year right back-breaking loss to the Ravens okay man you can't bounce back from that right and then they do they're six and five suddenly you've got cracks now with the Titans and suddenly you're like oh I mean the Titans obviously have won both games so that's what it is but losing that one they just keep fighting man yeah I agree I like the Colts and again the the Bucks run defense the vaunted run defense hasn't been that great lately. And again, they're down Vita Vea right now. Don't know when he's going to be able to come back. That's a huge difference. And, you know, their secondary is not great. And this could be a game where you could finally really, you know, target Michael Pittman more than the five or six times you get it and move the ball. So it's interesting. And again, the Bucks are going to be coming off a short week. But I agree with you, Joe. It's just not a game I feel real comfortable in handicapping. It's a good you know? DFS game. It's not a good wagering game. You can invest uh, in it that way. But I'll and, and if there's a Pittman 
individual prop for receiving, that's something that I would strongly consider going Whatever over. it is, you're just going over, huh? I like it. All right. Titans visiting the Patriots, Joe. This is going to be a really, really intriguing game. I look forward to it. Oh, God. This is my nightmare. Uh, the Titans. <laughs> Let's go. The, the Pats are laying five and a half points. Total is pretty small here, 44 and a half. Obviously, you have all the injuries on the Titans side where I guess Nick Westbrook-Akina is probably going to be their number one wide receiver this week, uh, given the fact that A.J. Brown, of course, left the last game with a chest or shoulder injury. We haven't heard anything about it, but it does sound like from the people who are pining on it at that moment that he might miss time. Marcus Johnson left. Julio Jones is still on IR. They have no running backs. Ryan Tannehill threw four interceptions. On the other side, you have the Patriots, who at the moment, at the moment, look like a dominant force right now in the NFL. So what do you think, Joe? Is this a buy low, sell high situation or are the Patriots just going to keep running? Normally, I would say it is a buy low, sell high. And I'm not saying this because they're the Patriots and and they're my quote team. You know, I, I do not see the world through the Patriot colored glasses. And that's one of the things that drives Bogman crazy because he's like, I hate how rational of a Patriots fan you are. It drives me nuts because <laughs> he's a Steelers fan. He's like, you're yeah. the worst. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this from a defensive standpoint. You should be very concerned about the Tannehill turnovers and the way the Patriots are leading the league in turnovers right now. That is a terrible combination of things. Uh, and you mentioned all the defunct weapons means you're basically out of rhythm with the other pieces. Like there's no consistency. And the consistency or inconsistency sometimes does lead to turnovers because guys aren't running the right route. Guys aren't in the right place necessarily. There's a lot of those yeah. intangible things that we don't talk about enough, I think, in fantasy sometimes. But from a wagering standpoint, I think you could take that and put it right into this game. I think the New England five and a half is actually a pretty comfortable number right now. I think there's a chance this could even grow depending on how the money comes in. The five and a half is something I'm comfortable with right now on the Patriots side because uh, Mac Jones is doing enough. They are not a great offensive team. They are an efficient offensive team, which when you play great defense and you have efficient offense and multiple guys who can run the football and control clock, a uh, 44 and a half, I think, is a spot on number. I want nothing to do with that. But it's very hard to imagine that the Patriots aren't going to give Mac Jones a short field or score a touchdown of their own in this game. And I think when you enter that, that's the six that I'm looking for right now. That's the sick point. Where am I getting that extra six points from? And I think it's from the defense making a play and either a pick six, because that's what they've been doing here for these last few weeks, or giving uh, getting a turnover in creating a short field for Mac Jones in this offense. And that's the extra six you need in this game, because I think you take that out of it. This is a very close game, theoretically, especially because Vrabel knows. And I think there's a little bit of of still a little sore spot there for Vrabel showing up Belichick in that playoff game a few years ago and winning in New England. I feel like this is a game that Bill Belichick has circled and they're going to be ready. But that extra six is what you're looking for. That's where you're going to find it. And I think you will. Therefore, I like New England in this game. Good argument, isn't it? And that's a good argument. I'm not trying to make the other argument. I'm more trying to figure out how I feel about this. And so I, I think what I looked at, Joe, is, first of all, I mean, I loved the Texans getting the 10 yesterday. I loved it. I mean, I you, oh, that was you too knew much. That because was you, knew too that, much. you knew that the Titans were not nearly as good as they had looked over the last couple of games. They had some fluky defensive plays um, without Derrick Henry. OK, then they got injured. The weather was terrible. But your point, Joe, about the fact that these backup weapons, Tannehill threw four interceptions, yeah. At least two of them seemed pretty clearly that the receiver ran the wrong route because he's playing with just backup guys. I mean, again, forget about A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Like, even Marcus Johnson, 
like pulled up with a hammy at, you know, early on in that game. He was out. They had absolutely nothing. And chances are they're going to have nothing again. And they have no running game to speak of. That's a bad scene when you have Phillips, McCordy, Kyle Duggar. These guys are vultures for the football. They, they, it's crazy yeah. how smart they are in terms of anticipating what quarterbacks are going to do. And, it, and it's because of how hard they work in the study. But I think you'd agree with this notion. These are two teams on paper that I think are pretty close, right? Yeah. Yep. So to five and a half, you have to find the extra six. Where does it come from? And the extra six comes from the Patriots defense creating that. And I think it's it would not be shocking to me if they create an extra 12 in this game. Yeah. But I think they're at least going to create the extra six. And if you create the extra six on your own there, this is a tough day at the office, I think, for Ryan Tannehill. And I think it's a tough day for the Tennessee team that, you know, everybody's like, oh, look how good they are without Derrick Henry. But it might have been a bit of a smoke and mirrors kind of act a little bit. Seems too easy for me, honestly, to take the Pats because it just looks like a tight end. But we'll have to see. For me right now, to stay away. This line I could see moving depending on how the injury news uh, works out. But... Yeah, I don't know to stay away. I, I was wrong, by the way, Joe. I, I apologize. I said that the least bet game of the week is going to be the Jets and the Texans. It might, in fact, be the Falcons visiting the Jaguars, uh, where the Jaguars are getting a point. I like the fact that the Falcons are favored by over anyone right now. The total is 47 and a half now. Again, of course, we still have the Will Cordero Patterson play in this game, and that does make a difference to the Atlanta offense, of course. Uh, and they're embarrassed on national television. They do get the mini buy here. The Jaguars are the Jaguars. <laughs> Whatever, Joe. What would you like to say about this game? One point going to the Jaguars, 47 and a half. Uh, give me the Falcons. <laughs> I gotta say, because I think the Falcons are a better football team than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just They just are. Um, and I think at this point, even though they were embarrassed by the Patriots, and, and I understand, I, you would hope that, you know, you can get enough out of Matt Ryan and this wide receiver core of what's left of it to win this football game. And and I understand it's 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 terrifying and I understand, I'm not surprised it's a bit of a pick em. To be honest, I thought it was a two and a half minus three coming in for the Falcons with the fact yeah. that it's closer to basically have at it. Yeah, uh, I would have at it with the Falcons because yeah. I do still believe in Matt Ryan with a little extra time to prepare um, the problem is that that Falcons offensive line has been absolutely oh. dreadful. Oh. Uh, so if Josh Allen and company do get to him, that can right. cause some problems in this game. However, yeah. I was weirdly impressed by Quadre Allison running the football. I think that he had more bursts than we've seen from Mike Davis. And I know we're going to talk about this later on the way for pond to get more bursts than Wayne Gallman. And I don't know how much carry he's going to get in this game, but I think Cordell Patterson, even if he is healthy, is needed catching the football. I think what you're going to have to do here is kind of rethink everything. And Arthur Smith also needs to absolutely crush this team because of the mistakes and penalties they made. They had so many bad mistakes, so many bad penalties. I think if you could just tighten that up a little bit, I think you can win this football game. So I will take the Atlanta right now in this game. I would take them to win outright if it was a better number, but it's not right now, which is kind of surprising. Like, you know, the minus 120 is, eh, you know, if this was just even a flat, like a 105 or something like that. I'd say, yeah, let's just go that. But the minus 120, I think, is kind of frustrating. So just take the Falcons and the minus 112 there, whatever it ends up being over the minus one right now. And I think that's the way you go. And stay away from the over-under because who the hell knows how that's going to look. Yeah, I agree, actually. Um, you know, as as you were talking, and again, it's an instant reaction. Um, I do agree that I think the Falcons are the right play. Again, the Falcons, the Patriots defense is great. So the fact that they got shut out without Cordero Patterson, who, by the way, as much as, he, you know, whatever the ankle sprain is, like, he wasn't ruled out of that game until earlier. There's Grusher. He wasn't ruled out of that game until very, very, you know, late in the process. So 
That was encouraging for a Thursday game. Now he gets 10 extra days if he can play. But they they did move the ball at somewhat, even though Ryan was limited because he got hurt a little bit in that game and that the Patriots were getting after him. They moved the ball into the Pats territory a couple of times. They weren't that far off from sort of, you missed know, a getting... Missed field goal, too. Yeah, they missed a field goal. Right. They, got, they actually converted it, and then they had a penalty, of right. course, That's and moved right. it back That's right. and then missed it. So they, they had a chance to put up some points, at least, against a very good defense. So, yeah, I agree with you. And if I have the chance to go against Urban Meyer, I'm going to do it. So I like it. Uh, Eagles against the Giants. Again, Joe, we, we don't know um, what we're going to see tonight, but sounds like they're going to have pretty much everybody but Sterling Shepard back at this point. The Eagles are coming in, riding high, laying three and a half into New Jersey, and the total is 46 and a half. Divisional game, Joe, always dicey. What do you think? I hate this. I hate to say it, but I like the Eagles in this game. I think the Eagles are starting to be confident, and and the defense has been pretty good all year. I think we could all, like, the defense has been okay. Underrated, by the Underrated way. Underrated a little I, nobody bit. Nobody talks and, about them. People don't like them, Joe, but well, I always we do. Start, on the in, yeah, in the IDP show, we talk yeah, about the Eagles yeah, defense. All right. Over there on Fantasy Pros. But yeah, you know, we Bogman and I had a big conversation, actually, a heart-to-heart, I felt like, about a week or two ago yep. about this Eagles defense and saying, you know what, they're starting to play better as a unit. Uh, they've always been pretty good in terms of slowing down the run. I think a lot of this game has to do with just how healthy Saquon Barkley is, because that's the difference maker guy. Like, he's the yeah. one weapon the Giants have, that if he is truly healthy, and again, we don't have that input yet, so this is another reason why you're watching that game closely, because it has an impact on two games significantly looking ahead at Week 12. But I think when you're starting to look at, at week uh, 11 coming out of that, if Saquon Barkley looks fantastic again, it looks like Saquon Barkley in that game, then all of a sudden this becomes a fascinating potential upset special for the Giants because they are at home and because it is the Eagles and because this is them fighting for their season. But I have a hard time believing that and I have a hard time buying that until I see it. So up until I see that, I'm going to take the Eagles side of this game in the three because it feels just about right. We talk about it like... You know, it's that three where it looks like the better team, but the better team's on the road. It's going to be just yeah. a three number. I think you take that number right now. And I think the Eagles and Jalen Hurts is playing well. And Devontae Smith looks like things are clicking for him. You yeah. got 5,000 running backs, which means you really don't have one. But that also makes it better in a sense because you have options. You have depth there at the running back position. And you have uh, guys who are going to be fresh every time you put somebody out there. And I think that takes a toll on a defense as well as time goes on. It's something you saw in the Patriot game. Well, you can run Harris, who runs hard, and then run Stevenson, who looks like... Yeah. Everyone keeps talking about LeGarrette Blunt. He looks a little bit more like Marshawn Lynch to me lately. The way he looks for contact and is knocking guys over, you have a physical back there in Jordan Howard. You have a Boston Scott, and then you have... Now, guys. Howard did get injured, though, Joe, in this game. he may I don't know for sure. He left in the third quarter with a knee injury, so he may be... I don't he know may be how... Out. And, and if may... so, then you're going to go back to Miles Sanders, and you're going to yep. go back to... You know, Kenneth Gainwell, who was inactive, I believe, for this past Yes, game, he right? was, correct. So correct. you have fresh legs, theoretically, no matter what. And that's the one thing at the running back position that's hard to find this time of year. The Eagles have that. They have Jalen Hurts running the football. I like the Eagles in this game. Yeah, so I, it's, first of all, it's three at FanDuel. It's three at DraftKings. It's three and a half everywhere else. So I, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, it is <laughs> it's everywhere else. Like, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, we, uh, at Bet America is the only other three out there right now. Everybody else is three and a half. Um, this seems like a pretty obvious spot to take the Eagles just because they are riding high, which makes me nervous a little bit about it. But their formula right now, which is we're going to run the heck out of the ball nonstop. And again, it's made much easier by the fact that you have a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who carried the ball 18 times yesterday. 
We have two guys, Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith, who when we do throw the ball, we have absolute faith that they are going to be able to pull it in. That's a good formula, Joe. I'm relying on the on the on the running. What on the is defense. this number if the Giants get obliterated tonight against Tampa? I mean, it's not going to move to like. No, no, but it's going to move four and a half, five. See, and that and that's why I think if you like the Eagles, you lock in the three on DK or Fanduel. For right us, now. we can lock in the three on DK. Yes, um, I agree. Again, it's a divisional game, man. It makes me a little worried. Sure, where you know, it you okay, right? But yeah, let's see how things look tonight. But. Uh, I do lean the, the Eagles. I think it I would jump to four and a half if the if the Giants just got obliterated. And, and given by they're obviously yeah, class at the box, but still, if Saquon doesn't look good, they get obliterated in this game. This line's going to grow. And if the Giants lose this game, assuming that they do against the Bucks, then I, you got a fair shot at this being basically a home game for the Eagles, given sort of where Philly Ooh, is and Jersey and everything point. like that. That's right? Really could be good point. Yeah. Could be a lot of Phillies fans, a lot of Philadelphia fans. Go Eagles! Yeah. Okay, All right, Joe. And Cokes and pile them in the car, and we're going to go watch the. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles go to go to Meadowlands. Gonna go do if that. If you don't know Joe, if he has a chance to do an accent wherever it is, a Philly accent especially, but he'll he'll go into it. Joe, this is an interesting one. Uh, I this immediately to me, other than for you at Fanduel because it's four at Fanduel, it's four and a half everywhere else. Um, this immediately screams tease this up. Maybe not, but okay. this is the Bengals at home taking on the Steelers. The Bengals are laying four and a half. The total is 45 and a half. Now, the Bengals come through here, beat up on the Raiders, look pretty good doing it. Steelers have a spirited fight against the Chargers, despite the fact that they were down several very key defensive guys who hopefully can come back here next week. Minka Fitzpatrick, maybe TJ Watt. Roethlisberger looked much better, I think, than I thought he would in this game. Coming off the COVID list, divisional game. It's a rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. This strikes me as a game. I'm not sure about the four and a half, just kind of a dead number, although I lean the Steelers a little bit because this is where I think the Steelers kind of do their thing. But I like this game as a teaser piece right off the bat. That's just my immediate reaction. What do you think about this game? So you've got, it's got Pittsburgh at four and a half. Is that what you said? I've got Pittsburgh getting four and a half. For you at FanDuel, it's getting four. Yeah. Um, I would very much be on the Pittsburgh side of this game. Yeah. It, right. Pittsburgh getting points. I think you have yeah. to. Um, yeah. Now, a lot of this also has to do with the health of T.J. Watt. It does, um, yeah. You know, that that's another piece. You know, we talk too much sometimes about the offensive pieces that matter. Or the no. matter. And T.J. Watt's health. When T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt and healthy, this defense is a completely different defense. They just But Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick is huge too, Joe, and he was out for this game against the Chargers as well. If he can get back as well, both of them, that's a completely different story, don't you think? It is. And Minka's, Minka hasn't been as impactful in the games this year as he has in previous years where he has mm-hmm. those big picks and those big moments. That hasn't really happened yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year and you can see when he's not on the field like when those guys are on the field you know the showberts of the world and um you know we've we've talked a lot about devin bush too uh bogman i actually had a big rant about devin bush's lackluster play and really not becoming the player that people thought he was going to be a couple years ago where he was the signal caller a couple years ago and mm-hmm. now he seems like a guy who just is never in the right place at the right time that's a problem so you need the tj watts of the world to be healthy in this game and that makes people more comfortable I still feel like Pittsburgh is a better football team than the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to be up for this game. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be really close. And yeah. that's the point. Give it's me a Pittsburgh. field goal game, right? This feels like a field goal game in the last second where, you know, we're looking at whoever has the ball last kind of thing. So yeah. if you can get four and a half on the Pittsburgh side 
And like you said, if you want to tease it, go for it. I'm, te- I'm teasing this game up like nobody's business, right? What like, do you want to tease it to? What do you, what's the ten and a half? I'll give it a six point teaser. I'll find another one. I'll go if you you're gonna give me above ten in this game, like I will take that. And you can't do it because you can only get to ten. But I will go to <laughs> ten and a half. I'm gonna do it right after return. Usually I live bet it on the show, Joe. I just don't know what the second piece is gonna be. I, I think the Pittsburgh side is the right side to be on this game. I think because, it's on. because especially now that Cincinnati came off that bye. And looked really good against Vegas, right? They come out with a big win, all the stuff. And now, okay, big division matchup. Maybe they've reset themselves. But how many times are we going to go through this, right? You can reset all you want. Are you as good of a football team as the Pittsburgh Steelers? And do you do things as well? And I'm not quite there yet with the Bengals. The Bengals are vastly improved. The yep. Bengals are incredibly dangerous. Yep. But investable against the Steelers at this time of year, that would be a whole new Bengals team. If we can start investing in the Bengals as you know, home favorites against the Pittsburgh Steelers in November. That's a Bengals team we haven't lived with, I don't know, ever. Or maybe yeah. it's like a Boomer Esiason yeah. playing quarterback to, to buy into that. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on that, man. I've been selling the Bengals all year to my chagrin. And again, I, I was against and them And I've been week. buying them, but I, this is where the rubber meets the road here. Yeah. Where it gets a little weird. Yeah. All right. And an interesting one here, Joe. The Panthers are visiting the Dolphins. The Panthers are laying one on the road here uh, in Miami. The total... Pretty low here, 42 and a half. The Dolphins, obviously, I believe they've won three in a row now. Not like they look crazy impressive here against the Jets, but they do get the job done. The Panthers, you know, again, lose to, do I want to say a resurgent Washington team? I don't know. But, but it's um, the same, what, what I talk about on the, on the pot on Wednesday. Yep. Ron Rivera knows yep. all the weaknesses, yep. and there's many of them, of Cam Newton. And I think, we, and I talked about on the DFS show, I was like, Washington's an investable defense every week. They're going to get you six points. No matter yep. how you slice it, and they have the lowest ranked defense, well, then that's a really happy place where everything meets. Right. I think right now, looking at Carolina, they're an absolute better team, without a doubt, than the Miami yep. Dolphins, in my opinion, yep. right now. Yep. I think the Panthers are easy. I'm surprised this number isn't, you know, three on the Panther side, so I would jump on the one. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if I'm that surprised that the number is where it is, but I do like the Panthers here. Um, You know, look, the Panthers... They just seem like they're, you know, they've had some terrible quarterback play all year. They seem like they're just like something slightly off every single game. Like they're missing a beat, right? And I they're think that that's... A, they're not a great... They don't execute because they've been in flux so much. Right. You know, that, and that's a hard thing. And then you turn it over to a new quarterback. That That's a huge offensive transition too. Right. But here's the thing. Who do the, the Miami Dolphins have that isn't even close to Christian McCaffrey? You have Christian sure. McCaffrey touch the ball 25, 30 times in this game. You're winning this football game, and it's not yeah. going to be close, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I do think that the Panthers are going to win it, so I don't mind it at all uh, betting it uh, early, certainly, for that. But it's not going to move one way or another. I think this is basically around where it's going to be. It's going to be a nerf field goal either way. Uh, Chargers visiting the Broncos. The Chargers are road favorites here, laying one and a half in Denver. Total of 49. Obviously, you have the Chargers coming off the very large Sunday night win and the huge performance here by Austin Eckler. You've got the Broncos coming off a bye, looking a little in disarray a little bit. What do you think here in this divisional game? Uh, you know, the Broncos are, you know, <laughs> this is one of those enigma teams to me always. Yes. I never know what. To, so therefore, I, I like to stay away. What's the, what's the number again you said for this one? One and a half. Yeah. Uh, that that tells you you've got it at two of course Fandle likes to be just a tiny bit different that uh, <laughs> the uh charges are laying two but it's legit one and a half at every other book yeah i don't know i mean right now i i think i just stay away from this game because as you mentioned these individual games are always difficult from the get-go and then on top of that 
uh, I just have zero faith. And it, although, it, you know, it's great to see the Chargers put up points and Eckler look really good, I always feel like that it all comes crashing down the next week. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's not a team that oh, I feel yeah. confident week to week. And that drives me crazy. And and I think there's a lot of people that will jump all over the Chargers in this game. And that makes me like the Broncos more. <laughs> but I don't feel good enough for the Broncos to do that. So I'm out on this one yeah. personally. no. Definitely not. If I can avoid a game uh, in Denver where I don't feel confident in it, then I'm going to do it uh, as well. Four outcomes in this one. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't hate the under. Now it's 48 for you again because you're Fandle. It's 49 for everybody else in the country. Uh, I don't hate the under because it strikes me as a little bit of something where you know it's a big offensive explosion here. Uh, you know, you've got the Broncos kind of getting a week to sort of reset themselves, get a little healthier. You know, offensively. They play slow. They don't want to sort of, you know, go crazy in terms of like taking these deep shots. So I could see this game leaning towards the under a little bit, but not something I'm running out to bet. This next one is a game that I'm very excited to see. Rams are coming off a bye. Bad loss here. They are visiting Green Bay. The Packers at home are laying one and a half points and the total is 49 and a half. Joe, I mean, Rodgers is banged up, but he played brilliantly, you know, in the loss to the Vikings, but he's got something worse than turf toe or whatever he describes it. The Rams, of course, lot lost uh, Robert Woods, looked a little out of sync offensively, but now you have another week here with the week off for Odell Beckham Jr. to get a little more accustomed to everything. What do you think here in this one? Uh, you know, this is going to tell us who the Rams are, this game. Yes. Now, uh, and because if the Rams come out of a bye and go on the road and lose to the Packers, then I think the Rams are not the team that we thought they are. And I think that is something that I, I really, I truly believe at this point. And I have stuck up for the Rams. And I'm at that point now where it's like, you need to either do your business or get off the pot. Because the Rams have, re- like they did, they came out the first month of the season. And I said, this oh, is yeah. the best football team, the most complete football team. Even after they lost to the, you know, to the Bucs, I was like, this is, this is a very complete football team, right? This is a team that you think can go out there and really, um, be good. And then they struggled against the Lions. I was like, okay, well, you know, there's a lot, you know, tension in that game, a lot of weird media stuff building up. Okay, I'll give them a pass. I'm tired of giving the Rams a pass. They've had more time. The Rams, theoretically on paper, should come out there and they should crush this Green Bay team. They really should. Uh, and I'm not surprised that the Green Bay Packers lost to Minnesota. Minnesota beat them last year in Green yep. Bay. And yep. people forget that. And Minnesota, yep. it's a good team right now. And Minnesota's played, they've had a lead in every single game this year. They're the only team in the NFL has had a lead in every single game this year. And it is not surprising that they beat the Packers this week. And I will say this. I'm going to give the Rams one more shot because I do believe they have more talent on both sides of the football than the Green Bay Packers do. So give me the Rams in this one. But I can tell you right now, after this, man, if the Rams disappoint me again, I am out. I am done. (laughs) You're putting them on notice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of like the Rams here, Joe. I I do. Uh, I think they're going to come out and have a big game um, off the bye and again, with I don't know how good the Packers are, Joe. Like this is the thing. I think the Packers are eight and three. They could easily be six and five. Like really no, 100%. easily, right? Let's game and, plan it too. You and I. I'm going to throw this out to you. Sure. What, I'm ready. what do the What do the Rams do really well? Like what's the one piece on defense that they have besides Aaron Donald? Right? They have Jalen Ramsey. So if Jalen Ramsey can shut down Devontae Adams, then all of a sudden, or even just just keep pace with Devontae Adams, which is hard enough, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's not going to put up a 150 yard game then what are you beating them with? Yeah. You're not beating them with Aaron Jones, right? Mm-hmm. You're not beating them I mean, with I assume Aaron. Jones probably isn't even going to play in this right, game, exactly. right? I mean, right, exactly. Aaron Jones is yeah, there, yeah. so he's not there. AJ Dillon's a nice player, but again, yeah, he's good. You know, 
MVS, Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon. That's a lot. Like you're gonna Tunyon's out. Tunyon's out, man. Vintage Aaron Rodgers in order to to win this game in theory. So that's why I've got to invest in the Rams if I'm going to invest in this game. I have to because there's such tunnel vision and such simplicity with that Packers offense. They don't spread the ball around well enough or with confidence that you can feel like, yeah, they can make the big plays in the big spot, those guys. I mean, MVS had a big catch yesterday, but how many times have we seen MVS drop that ball? A lot. Too much. And you can't do that. And I think I got to go with the Rams, even though it's on the road. And you know what? The weather is also probably going to be one of those issues, too, where I don't like those L.A. kind of teams going into cold weather situations. I know everybody like they're just not tough enough sometimes. But. I'm going to go with the Rams and I'm going to hold my breath and I'm going to be watching like this. And if they lose, I'm telling you, they're going right to timeout, right to timeout for a good long time. I like the Rams, too. I really do. I I think they're going to win this game. So, I mean, if you're getting plus money, take them on the money line, Uh, you know, because I do think that they are uh, whatever the actually I don't you can look it up if you have it, Joe, whatever the money line odds here are on the Rams. But I do think they win this game. Um, I think that especially with the banged up Packers team, they've got a buy coming out. They're still in control for that division, even with this loss to the Vikings. But this was one. And again, I, I was on the Vikings well, where I felt like most sharp betters felt like these were two evenly matched teams. And that's exactly what that game was, just an even game where the Vikings wound up with the ball at the end. So, yeah, speaking of the Vikings, they're now visiting the resurgent 49ers here. 49ers in San Francisco, tough place to play. They're laying two and a half here with a total of 48 and a half. Joe, I don't know, man. I hate betting on or against the Vikings like because I just I don't they look like they could be the best team in football at times. At times yeah. when they play offensively, when Kirk Cousins is on, you're like, "Holy cow." How does I said that game? yesterday to somebody. Yeah. I was like, "You watch Kirk Cousins and you go, "What a great throw." And then yep. you watch Kirk Cousins and you go, "What was he thinking?" Yeah. <laughs> That's so frustrating. That's terrible. But are the 49ers that good or have they just benefited from schedule lately? I don't know. I, I mean, they beat up on the Rams, though, Joe. Like, I mean, that's but the, the Rams thing, right? have some issues. The Rams have had some issues, and the Rams, I, I think, didn't take the 49ers as seriously as they should. In division game, all that stuff. But like, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and, and wax poetic about the 49ers crushing the Jaguars. Like, my no, I, they're a 500 team right now. The 49ers yeah. are a 500 football team, and the Vikings are a 500 football team. But the Vikings are a 500 football team that should probably have seven wins. But that's don't. also true. That's also true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I like. The I think that, business. but I do think I do think <laughs> Joe. I mean, if you like, from what I can see, like in the industry, like the sharp side of that game for the 49ers was on the Jaguars getting six and a half points, and I was on the 49ers, and I don't, I didn't mind like the fact that I was like, okay, it's not sharp because I do think that you have a plausible path here with Kittle healthy, Joe, with Debo playing extremely well, with Brandon Ayuk an exciting part of this offense. I mean, I know we crap on Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, nearly won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I don't think he's like a detriment and the defense is playing better. I don't know, man. This is a game, Joe, where I just think I want to stay away because I, I don't have a good feel for it. You like the Vikings on What's the road? What's the over-under on this game? The total of this game is 48 and a half, even at your book, Joe, even if I handle. 48. <laughs> I own the book. It's my book. Yeah, it is. Uh, 48, 48 and a half. half is the number I feel best about. In this game over or under <laughs> over over um, okay think you think score this game. yeah okay I, I think you get the over in this game okay and I, and I think the reason why the vikings have looked so good in these last few weeks is because they have committed to dalvin cook when you commit to dalvin cook running the football and dalvin cook is healthy that's tough and the two and a half on the viking side again i'm still leaning on the on the vikings on the two and a half i like the over yeah uh, on the number as well because i yeah. do think everything you said is correct the 49ers can put points on the board they absolutely can um, and they have, you know, the playmakers, and then Kittle back healthy and Debo's bear and Ayuk's there and all that stuff. 
I think at the end of the day, the Vikings' ability to run the football is a difference in this game. And I have the I have great faith in Dalvin Cook. And right now, let's face it, the 49ers are a little banged up in that regard. So yeah. it's it, look, the 49ers are annoying to bet this year. They just are. Yeah. Because they there's moments where you think it's gonna be tight and it's not, or you think they're gonna get their doors blown off by the Rams and they end up winning outright. But yeah. the Vikings right now, I've watched enough of the Vikings to know that the Vikings should have been better all along. And I think this is the Vikings team and Jefferson's a phenomenal talent. And they look like a team that is really together and really playing. And after winning against Green Bay, it's not a letdown. It's a confidence builder. I think this is a game where they look at it and yeah. go, we belong. There's a path for us to win this division. I think they smell blood in this division. I think they think they're a better team than the Packers and they might be. So I like the Vikings in this game. Yeah, all those signs point to the Vikings coming out, putting up a good effort, and then losing by 28 points is the way I see what I'm not. I'm not betting on the court. Look, you would not be wrong for throwing that out there. I'm just saying the Vikings every time, man, every time you think they're about to go on the roll, they sort of react differently. So we'll see, but it's a stay away from me, uh, regardless of what the number is. Browns are visiting the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Uh, The Ravens right now are laying four and a half. The total is 46 and a half. This is a game I have no interest in betting either. Um. But I assume that this line factors in the fact that Lamar Jackson should be hopefully healthy. I mean, he was apparently sick as a dog here, not COVID related, but very sick. If you listen to the reports, they eked out that game. Uh, The Browns win in their game against the Lions, but it ain't pretty. And Baker Mayfield looks terrible. And Jarvis Landry's a little banged up. So it's like Nick Chubb, your favorite player in the NFL, or bust for them. Four and a half, Joe, just kind of a dead number. There's a three and a half out there. I don't think books really know what to do with this at this point. And 46 and a half, we're in Baltimore again. What do you think here? Uh, Ravens getting four and a half against the Browns. I'll take no, the laying four and a half. Laying four, oh, and, laying four and a half. I'm sorry. Laying, laying four, four and a half. half. Sorry. Yes, uh, laying four and a half. At home. Know, I still think I... Uh, that's that's right there. I guess right there. Like To me, I would have put this game at, you know, at four, probably. Yeah. The half is the thing that makes it... It's like the three and a half, the four and a half. It's like, ugh. You're pushing the envelope. And even if they give Chubb the ball a ton, there's a lot of other problems here right now. Um, yeah. I think right now, if if Lamar's let, – let's paint a picture here. Lamar Jackson's yeah. healthy. What would you make this number? I, to me, Joe, I, look, it's a divisional game, so would it's Would it tough. change? Would it be higher? Would you put it five, I, yeah, five I, and a half? I think if we got a report that Lamar was like totally healthy, like he returns to practice, Joe, right on Wednesday, good to go. I'm over my really bad cold. Strikes me as a five – five and a half line like the Browns right now given the fact that Mayfield is dealing with the like he's clearly banged up we know the shoulder he's got the knee he's not looking good I mean Donovan Peoples-Jones who everybody was like very excited about he was out um you know Kareem Hunt still not going to be back for this game so it really is Chubb Landry again he was banged up in that game yesterday he he ran for the touchdown or whatever but he uh was out of the game for a while with the knee then back he's been battling injury offensively they just don't look good I think you've got the Ravens who are in a fight for, I mean, every team is in this division right now. They're all like right there. They need to keep winning. I think they would win handily, assuming by the way, that Hollywood Brown as well, who also missed this last game comes back. You've got the running backs. You've got a healthy Lamar. You've got Hollywood. You've got Rashad Bateman. You've got Mark Andrews. Strikes me as more of like a five, five and a half line. If all reports are glowing here with the Ravens. I think you could even go to six if Lamar was deemed healthy for this game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Therefore, I think, you know, as I'm listening to you talk, I think that 
you jump on the Ravens in the four or the four and a half now, wherever you're getting it. Like if you, but there is a chance that Lamar's not back. I mean, we don't know well, what Fox he's dealing bet with. with right. a three and a half from the Ravens. Right yeah, now. the Fox bet is three and a half. The yep. Fox bet is the most appealing one. I see that sure. right now. The Fox bet yep. three and a half is where I would jump to right now because I, I, I you assume in division game, and I think that's probably also why that they they didn't push the, the limit too much with him this Sunday. Yeah, which is can we win this game at home against the Bears? I think we can, and they did. <laughs> so. So well, I mean, the reports, Joe, were from whatever his teammate were, where he was curled up like a ball on the right. plane, didn't even know they landed. So I, it doesn't right. really so strike me as something. I don't know what he's got there. Is a right. weird stomach flu yeah. or whatever the heck he's got. But you know what? Like, I, I got that. Whatever it is, it should be good by next Sunday. Well, let's hope. Let's, let's hope. hope. But yeah. So three and a half right now, you jump on that number. And anywhere else, you can get the four points better. So I think you jump on this number because I, I could see healthy Lamar with the Ravens here. At home, I mean, Baltimore is a tough place to play. Typically, uh, it is. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Ravens side of this one. Yeah, I, I think this now, is a little early, bit. The longer you wait, I think the worse it gets. It's a little bit more of a fate of the Browns for me, even than it is a buy of their like the Browns just right now. You can't, but the Browns are such a mess. You just like that's what I mean. You just throughout all these things about the the Browns being such a mess and not being able to do anything right. It feels like I mean, they that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have gone into Detroit, Dan. They should have just obliterated that team. Of course. That's what I'm saying. Where's I'm the fading. defense? It's a, it's a fade of the Browns. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that, you're not fading that, the game. You're just fading the Browns. Correct. Okay. Fading the Browns. Okay. Fading the Browns. That's what I'm saying. Like the game. Okay. No, no, no. I like the Ravens. It's now a divisional game. There, weird things happen in divisional games. So you never right. know. And the Browns have a, you know, a, a tendency to look like they're like the worst team in football and then bounce back and look good and then look terrible. But there's now a couple games in a row here where you have been like, oh, God, this this looks really broken right now with what we've got from the Browns, at least offensively. So I am willing to go with the Ravens at four and a half right now. And certainly I do think it's going to move up. But really, if Lamar is healthy, especially if Hollywood Brown is healthy as well, you get all that. Uh, I'm probably willing to go, you know, if it moves to five and a half, I'm still okay with it. Last game, Joe, I don't want any part of this one. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, we no. have the uh, Seahawks <laughs> visiting the Washington football team. The Seahawks, despite a worse record, are road favorites. Uh, it's all over the place, Joe. It's one at FanDuel. Two is our consensus line. It's two and a half for me. So this is something where bookmakers are like, we don't know. We, we don't know. The two do. and a half. It's this is 46 look, and a half uh, total, by the way. Uh, you know, I can't even invest in that. No, I have no idea. Stay away. I have no idea. This is run the other direction. It's a Monday primetime game. So people are going to want it because they're going to want to watch it. Right. They're going to want to do something here. Yeah. Uh, Stay I got away. nothing here. I got nothing. Yeah. I have no idea at this point what the Seahawks are. They're three and seven. The Washington football team, I'm not surprised that they won last week, but it would certainly not surprise me if Russell Wilson continued to get healthier and feel better. Like, I'm not yeah. sure how he's playing right now. I know this whole, like, Russell Wilson heals himself magically in his cryogenic chamber. That's this amazing stuff. Yeah. He's playing with a broken finger and he's playing through it. And it's not yeah. hard. It's not hard to see that. And it's not easy to throw a football when you're not your hand is not 100 percent and I, I don't know man i i just had a bad feeling about this game i don't want nothing to do with it man i'm with you i have backed the seahawks the last two games um and i'm done doing it just because i no idea you're not wrong for backing the seahawks against no no but it's that just, was look, that was a pathetic it's very clear though that <laughs> wilson whether it's a combination of rust or just a finger like when wilson's playing the way he is that seahawks offense is broken and the defense is okay um but I'm just not investing in it one way or another. And maybe Wilson I think comes both gone next year. What do you think? Who? Wilson and Carroll. I think everybody's jumping ship. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Come to the Jets. How about that? It's not we'll, like we'll he, hey, you know what? 
that would not surprise me whatsoever. Yeah, if if, well. if everybody came in there or, you know, there's even been some people who uh, I just read a thing yesterday. People were unhappy with how things are going with Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, they're unhappy with it. Oh, I think goodness. Trevor Lawrence is unhappy with how things are going with Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to blame it on him. They want to yeah. start running RPO is what I read this morning about that. They want right. to. And I was like, oh, like, stop, like, stop with this. It's ugh. the NFL is the greatest uh, soap right opera that, uh, I'll tell you that right we now. could have. All is yeah. not right. And if this team falls apart down the stretch, which is not, and they lose to Washington now, that's three and eight. Damn, that's ugly. Well, this last game against Arizona is really the stand because their schedule does lighten up here significantly at three and seven. Their playoff hopes are all gone. If they lose this weekend, forget it. Like, just done. Like, for sure. Joe, this was fantastic. Thank you for joining me. I know it's a, a short week. We got a lot to cram in here on both the betting pro side and the fantasy pro side. So I appreciate you taking time out of, uh, you know, your busy schedule. And what do you say we go to another podcast in about a half hour? Are you up for that? Yeah, I'll see you all again right. in a half hour and just do it all again. I mean, I mean, this is the way I like to spend my days. Just it is uh, good. sipping tea and hanging out with my friend Dan Harris on a cold November brisk morning. This is better than this. I get paid for this. What a wonderful, charmed life I live. If you're still getting paid for this, I got to go talk to uh, our bosses here. Um, But I will say this. Uh, we're doing this a little differently for, look, we usually do the look ahead the uh, best bet show on Thursday. Thursday, I don't know if you guys know this. It's Thanksgiving, actually, so it's a little <laughs> difficult to do it. So here's what we're going to be doing. On Wednesday, okay, uh, Pat Fitzmorris and I are going to be doing our be the best bet show, but we're also going to be incorporating props for the uh, Thursday Thanksgiving games. So that's what we're going to give a couple of props. Pat writes a props article. I do a props video. So we're going to be doing some props on there, and we're going to live stream it on the Betting Pros YouTube channel. So be on the lookout for that from our Twitter feeds from the betting pros uh, Twitter feed and everything like that. And again, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros. In the meantime, thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll talk to you again in a couple of days.